Welcome to the Election Ride Home for Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. I'm your host, Chris Higgins. Today, Inslee drops out, Hickenlooper announces his new run, an update on who's attending CNN's Climate Town Hall, new details emerge on the September debate, and yet another possible Republican primary challenger appears. Here's what you missed today from the campaign trail. First up today, Washington Governor Jay Inslee has officially left the race for president. He made the announcement on MSNBC's Rachel Maddow show. Listen in. We started saying that climate change had to be the number one job in the United States. I felt very good saying that the first days of my campaign. I feel very good saying that now. And the reason is, is this has just become more urgent. A billion tons of ice melted in Greenland uh, the other day. But we also have had so many people I've met who are inspiring, who want us to act, who've helped me. We had a 130,000 people helped me in this campaign. But it's become clear that I'm not going to be carrying the ball. I'm not going to be the president, so I'm withdrawing uh, tonight from the race. But I have to tell you, look, I've been fighting climate change for 25 years, Mm -hmm. and I've never been so confident of the ability of America now to meet critical mass to move the ball. I believe we are going to have a candidate to fight this battle. I'm inspired of the people I've met across the country, the young people in the Sunrise Movement and the climate strikers. These people have given me confidence we can move ahead. So I'm not going to be carrying the ball, but we're going to make sure somebody has In a thread on Twitter, Inslee pointed to various successes from his campaign. He noted that he did reach the 130,000 donor threshold set by the DNC, including donors in every U.S. state. He also wrote, quote, Many of the campaigns started with little attention to climate, but since our campaign began, we've seen almost every serious candidate put out a climate plan. We've seen climate come up in both debates, and we now have two networks hosting nationally televised climate forums. End quote. And then here's the kicker. This is something we've covered on the show before. Quote, most importantly, we have introduced a detailed and comprehensive policy blueprint for bold climate action and transformation to a clean energy economy. We will fight to ensure this gold standard of climate action is adopted and executed by our party and our next president. End quote. Bingo! Inslee's climate policies are the best of the bunch, and they are comprehensive almost beyond belief. We are talking literally 200 pages of detailed material. In the Maddow interview, he also said he would not claim any copyright on that material and encourage others to take the plans and use them as what he called open source. As I said back in May, it would make a lot of sense for another candidate or a sitting president to grab those policies and say, hey, these are the best, I will implement them or a subset of them. It would make even more sense for a candidate to then say that as president, they would appoint Inslee as head of the Environmental Protection Agency and have him go ahead and implement a bunch of this stuff himself with a cooperating president. Now, as with previous candidates, let's look back at some of the Inslee highlights. He announced on March 1st of this year and spent 174 days in the race. Here's a clip from his announcement speech. Climate change is a matter of great peril, but it is also one of great promise. Yes, we can pioneer the industries of the future. We can create millions of good-paying jobs and build the clean energy economy of the future. I know, I know, I know this is possible. I co-authored a book 12 years ago. It was called Apollo's Fire, Igniting America's Clean Energy Economy. And in that book, we laid out a vision of economic growth around clean energy. It was based on the central premise that we can all have a role to play in this revolution. 
We can all be heroes in this adventure. And we are already getting started. Think about this. Jobs in the clean energy economy are growing twice as fast as the rest of the economy. The fastest growing job in the nation is a solar installer. Number two... Number two, wind turbine technician. So, so climate change is not more important than the economy. It is the economy. This is... Look. Look, this is pretty simple. Climate change is already damaging our economy. And fighting climate change will build a new economy. The most expensive path is the path of inaction. And that is unacceptable to us in America. In Washington State... And here's a clip from our show on May 6th, just after the DNC declared it would not hold a climate debate and indeed would do bad things if Inslee tried to do somebody else's climate debate. This is Inslee on CNN. Listen in. What do you say to the DNC? Extremely disappointing. Look, the, the, the grassroots of our party are demanding that we pay attention to this existential threat. This is an issue upon which life depends itself and the continued civilization that we now enjoy. And it is, it is totally unacceptable to me, not only not to have a debate where we end up just having cliches and sound bites instead of forcing the candidates to put their plans forward, yeah. but also they've also said that they are, are barring Democratic candidates from participating in other debates. That's outrageous to me to muzzle candidates mm. who want to go out and have this debate. And I will tell them that what I'm hearing across the country is Democrats are insistent that we call the candidates to a higher plane of discussion of this, which was ignored for the last 20 to 30 years. So I hope that they reconsider, and I hope the other aspirants to this office join me, as 11 have already, to ask the DNC to reconsider this. Mm. America deserves it. Our party deserves this. We are the Democratic Party. We believe in democracy. All right, Governor Inslee, thank you very much. You I bet. appreciate thank your you. time. Okay, so what is next for Inslee? Hmm, I wonder. Well, on the Maddow Show, he left his options open there, saying he would wait a few days before announcing his next move. But according to the New York Times, he is running for governor of Washington state yet again, which is what we all expected. If you're anything like me, you find yourself going through ups and downs when it comes to stress. Some days are great, and some days you could use a break. For me, on every single day, I've added a moment to take care of myself using an app called Simple Habit. I fire it up on my phone and jump into a quick meditation session. It even suggests things I might need, like if I open it in the evening, it offers me a bedtime wind down and stuff like that, or you can always search for whatever you want. Then it's just me, Simple Habit, my headphones, and a professional instructor walking me through a simple way to relax and let go of some of that tension that has built up. Now, for me, it builds up in my shoulders and neck. And for you, well, one of the first things the app does is guide you through feeling what's going on in your body. And you might be surprised what you find. 
I sure was. Simple Habit is free to use. There are hundreds of sessions right in there for free, no problem. But there are thousands more sessions if you pay a few bucks. I want you to go to simplehabit.com ride. The first 50 listeners who sign up for a paid plan there get 30% off. You gotta use that link. It's the first link in the show notes. Again, that is simplehabit.com ride to get the discount and let them know you came from this show. So one last time, the first 50 listeners who go to simplehabit.com ride are gonna get 30% off and feel just a little more calm. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process, but today hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash primary. Okay, story time. Back in the day, I used to work in tech and part of my job was interviewing potential new hires. This was not my favorite thing to do because, look, 20 years ago, I wasn't always confident that the person walking in was actually qualified to do the job, but it was part of my job to sit there and figure it out. These days, things have changed a lot. ZipRecruiter matches your job posting up with the resumes of actual humans. And as new job applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, Election Ride home listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com primary. That's ZipRecruiter.com primary. P-R-I-M-A-R-Y. One last time, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash primary. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. In the ongoing saga of another governor who just dropped out, former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper has made it official. He is running for Senate in Colorado. He hopes to take on incumbent Senator Cory Gardner. According to a recent poll, Hickenlooper is 13 points ahead of Gardner in a head-to-head matchup. That poll had a margin of error of plus or minus 3.6%, so yeah, that's a really strong number, and it is far less hypothetical than a presidential head-to-head, given that it is very likely these really are the candidates who will be running, and everybody in Colorado already knows who both of them are. Now, in order to get to the general against Gardner, Hickenlooper does have to win a crowded Democratic primary first. At the moment, he is by far the frontrunner, though, of course, you never know. And let me remind you, Hickenlooper just dropped out of the presidential race precisely seven days ago. He already has a slick new campaign ad for Senate in which he plays pool in what is either a pool hall or maybe his own brew pub, I'm not sure, and even executes a pretty impressive three-ball sink at the end. Now, listen to this ad and check out the video in the show notes if you want to see some slightly over-the-top video clips of people looking very mad about drug prices and stuff. All right, listen in. When they play games in Washington, D.C., Coloradans take the hit. Trying to knock out protections for pre-existing conditions, that could be devastating for hundreds of thousands of Coloradans. Playing games while prescription drug prices soar, that's costing people more than they can afford. And don't get me started on the shots they're taking at public lands, leaving them to developers instead of sportsmen. I don't think Cory Gardner understands that the games he's playing with Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell are hurting the people of Colorado. We ought to be working together to move this country forward and stop the political nonsense. We're running out of time to confront climate change. We've got to help families who are crushed by prescription drug costs. And everybody ought to have a shot at building a better future. I know we can do that. Look, I'm a straight shooter. I've always said Washington was a lousy place for a guy like me who wants to get things done. But this is no time to walk away from the table. I know changing Washington is hard, but I want to give it a shot. 
I'm not done fighting for the people of Colorado. I'm John Hickenlooper, candidate for the United States Senate. I approve this message, and I hope you'll join me in this campaign. Now, part of why this is so important to the big picture is that Democrats need to gain a majority in the Senate in 2020 if they intend to get anything done. Literally, if the Senate is controlled by Republicans, a Democratic president might be unable to get basic things like cabinet nominees approved through that chamber. So to control the Senate, Democrats would need to flip a minimum of three Republican-held seats and four or more would be preferable. Right now, Gardner's seat in Colorado is one of the best bets, and Hickenlooper is the best polling candidate to take it. Overall, the challenge of taking three or four Senate seats is a tougher bet than the presidency. And to be frank, Democrats really need both. There are two other Western state Senate seats that Democrats would really love to pick up, one in Arizona and one in Montana. Given all this movement among governors dropping out of the presidential race, and in this case picking up a Senate run, it is possible that at some point we might hear from Montana Governor Steve Bullock that he'd drop his presidential run in favor of a Senate run. Bullock is term-limited as governor anyway, though I don't expect him to drop out for at least a few more weeks. He has been actively scheduling and promoting events out through the end of this month. It's also unclear whether Bullock could win that Senate race for the Democrats, but he probably has better odds than anybody else. So there you have it. Hickenlooper is now on the board, and the bigger picture of 2020 and the Senate is now coming into focus. On Tuesday this week, I noted that Senator Kamala Harris would not attend the CNN Climate Crisis Town Hall on September 4th due to campaign fundraising events that had already been scheduled. Well, that was the case at the time, but her campaign quickly pivoted and said she will in fact attend the climate event. Zareen Shah, the ABC News reporter and friend of this show, who broke the initial news, posted an update on Tuesday afternoon. She wrote, quote, Kamala Harris now says she will be attending CNN's Climate Crisis Town Hall on September 4th. She previously had fundraising events in Los Angeles scheduled on this day. End quote. CNN also updated its initial story about the town hall with this clarification, as well as confirmation that Julian Castro will attend after qualifying and accepting CNN's invitation. That means there will be 10 candidates in all, and there is the possibility that Steyer or others might qualify and jump in there at the last minute. CNN also noted how the town hall will be structured. Quote, The candidates who will make back-to-back appearances will take questions directly from a live studio audience in New York and a CNN moderator. The audience will be drawn from Democratic voters interested in the issue. The town hall will air live on CNN platforms around the world. End quote. Next up, ABC News has released more details on how the September DNC debate will work. It will have four moderators, reading from the ABC News story by Kendall Carson. Quote, Chief Anchor George Stephanopoulos, World News Tonight Anchor David Muir, ABC News Correspondent Lindsay Davis, and Univision Anchor Jorge Ramos will moderate the debate on Thursday and, if necessary, Friday. End quote. The debate will be held at Texas Southern University in Houston, but we already knew that. ABC also gave us some details on how to watch. The good news? Well, it'll be streaming. The even better news? That streaming includes YouTube, along with a ton of other options. Reading again from ABC News, quote, The debate will air across ABC, Univision with a Spanish translation, locally on KTRK-TV, and on ABC News Live. The streaming channel is available on the abcnews.com website and apps, as well as Hulu Live, the Roku channel, Facebook Watch, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, YouTube, Apple News, and Twitter. End quote. 
I am genuinely curious what the heck a live streaming video is going to be doing on Apple News, but okay, I'll take it. ABC also clarified that the debate will be split into two nights if more than 10 candidates qualify. Right now, precisely 10 candidates do qualify, but I would be surprised if Tom Steyer doesn't qualify by the deadline. And maybe, just maybe, Representative Tulsi Gabbard or Senator Kirsten Gillibrand as well. So now we do know for sure what the criteria is for splitting up the nights. Any 11th candidate will do it. Okay, as for how they'll assign the candidates to their nights and what the rules will be, let me read one last time from ABC News. Quote, For the two-night scenario, ABC News, in accordance with the DNC, will hold a selection event on August 29th to randomly assign the candidates to a night. The format of the debate will be 1 minute and 15 seconds for direct responses to questions and 45 seconds for rebuttals. End quote. So, that's 15 seconds tacked on to the previous rules for each kind of response, which is, I guess, something. Also, with fewer people on stage, it'll be interesting to see whether the moderators will allow or even encourage longer back-and-forth rebuttals, given that they should now have way more time for those to happen. So, that's what we know right now, and when we have anything at all about October, I will pass that along, too. In the ongoing mini-saga of the Republican presidential primary, we have another potential candidate. Radio show host and former representative from Illinois, Joe Walsh, is apparently considering a run. Reading here from a Politico story by Natasha Karecki, quote, Walsh told Politico on Wednesday he is confident he could secure the resources and support to mount a challenge against the president, and that if he ran, he would announce in short order. While Walsh would not confirm he would enter the primary, two sources who spoke to him said he was privately confirming he would announce his presidential bid this weekend. If I'm to do it, it's going to happen soon, Walsh told Politico on Wednesday. I've been really surprised by the amount of anxiousness from people across the spectrum who want this president to have a challenge, because there's just a real concern that he's absolutely unfit. End quote. And then Politico goes on to note that Trump has immense advantages in fundraising and platform and control over the primary process in general and all that stuff, whereas Walsh served for one term in the House during the Tea Party wave in 2010. So this is, again, kind of interesting because we have the second candidate in one week, the other was Mark Sanford, who I talked about on Monday, publicly pre-announcing that they might maybe run. I'm really not sure what the strategy is here, or whether there is one, but it does seem like an odd coincidence. My guess is that these potential candidates are putting out these public statements in the hope of getting private support from somebody, people in the Republican Party, or even other parties who just want to see a Republican primary actually go forward. Maybe? I don't know. It's speculation. If that's the case, then, I don't know, maybe this weekend we're going to see both Walsh and maybe Sanford actually announce their runs. I will keep you posted. Well, that is it for one more episode of the Election Ride Home. I have been your host, Chris Higgins. You can always find me on Twitter, at Chris Higgins. So I want to thank all of you who have congratulated me on my victory against the tree stump. I will continue to post pictures as I continue to hollow it out and otherwise attack a piece of wood that has offended me. Meanwhile, my next challenge right after this show is a visit to the dentist. <laughs> so wish me luck, and if I sound a little different tomorrow, that might be why. As always, thanks for listening, and I will talk to y'all tomorrow.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.